one of the fascinating things is that like on average, I'll say that women will go through a system and it takes about 10 years before someone will actually start listening to them and that their complaints are valid. And after being told for years that they're an average of 10 years <laughs> going into the conventional system until you are heard as a woman that your complaint is real. And that, and that's even saying that maybe that may just be like, well, yeah, we believe you that there is something wrong, but we don't know what it is, but at least there's the acknowledgement. It just takes a minute to get there. I'm grateful you are tuning in today. I'm Shauna Hall, a self-love and mindset coach teaching you how to align your life through mindset shifts, spirituality, and manifestation. Each week, I'll be giving you tips designed to help you create a passionate, purposeful, high-vibe reality that you love. If you're ready to align your glow, you're in the right place. Let's get to it. Hello there, and welcome back to the podcast. Today's episode is so, so good. The title Conscious Cannabis is truly fitting. Today I get to interview Ariane, who is a RN. And you'll find her on Instagram as the kind nurse. She's an holistic integrative health and wellness nurse educator, cannabis mentor, advocate, and guide. And her greatest passion is to work with others to empower their health choices. Ariane has been an RN registered nurse for 15 years. She's currently pursuing her master's in science of integrative and functional medicine with a concentration in cannabinoid medical science and lifestyle medicine. She's also a coach. She's certified in clinical hypnosis, NLP, medical cannabis, conscious cannabis coaching, psychedelic facilitation, and integrations. Oh, a lot, right? But truly, Ariane is here to educate those those on conscious cannabis use and how it can really work well if you're suffering, if you're inflamed, if you're dealing with a variety of health issues. And I won't get into all those details. You'll have to listen into the episode to hear more. But what to expect from this this episode is to learn more about the use of cannabis, to understand your intention behind it, to ask important questions with conscious use, and ultimately to hopefully gain some knowledge on how you can move forward with your health choices based on some of the things you'll learn in this episode. So as always, thank you so much for tuning in. Enjoy. Hello, and welcome back to the Align Your Glow and Soul podcast. Today's episode is going to be so good. I've got Ariane on the podcast, and she's going to educate us on I don't know. I don't want to say it because it's just so freaking juicy. Like you're just going to have to wait for her to start talking and you will not want to stop listening. Um, if you are familiar with the episode that I had in October with the psychedelic mama, they know each other just found this out today. So if you like that episode, you will love this episode as well. So welcome to the podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. So before we get into all the things we were just kind of talking about before we started recording, um, I have two questions for you. The first question is, how do you align your glow and soul? How do I align my glow and soul? 
So on a daily, I align with myself with just gratitude. Like first thing in the morning, um, first thought that comes through my mind. Honestly, sometimes it's even when I wake up in the middle of the night, it's like, oh my goodness, I'm so grateful. Like I'm grateful for another day to wake up, create and play. And sometimes that shifts from day to day, right? Uh, But that's really how I just get aligned with my day and my glow to really get me started. Um, other than that, just really connecting with other people. I really, that's what really lights me up. So. Ooh, I love it. Well then we're on the same wavelength because that is my jam right now. I cannot connect with enough people right now. It's just oh, so fun. So yay. Okay. My second question for you is, Ooh, and this will probably be a long answer, but Tell us about your journey, how you got to this point of creating your brand, the kind nurse, and what really got you on this holistic path? Because I know there's a background to that. We all have one. Oh, my goodness. Like, yes, yes, yes. So it's like, where do I even start? Um, I feel like, you know, the holistic path and just like the natural way uh, or natural, more natural as medicine or complimentary, whatever. It's always been something I've been drawn to ever since I was a child. I was raised um, out in East Texas and um, we just did a lot of like really natural home things. And it just always felt so good to care for myself, you know, and then to care for others and that evolution, becoming a nurse, And when I became a nurse 15 years ago, I went into nursing with the intention of doing integrative and, uh, or, you know, more, yeah, integrative, more alternative plant-based medicines, um, like an herbalist, if you will, right? Mm -hmm. That's what I wanted to do. And I landed in the emergency room. And uh, very different things. (laughs) Yes, right. Okay, we'll see. And, And this is why, and this is, Yes. And, but when I went and I started going into the hospital, I started going into the floors and I realized like the medicine was so abrasive. It was a lot. I didn't enjoy it. It was a lot of things that were happening that didn't need to necessarily happen. And, um, whereas in the emergency room, for the most part, like we're doing things for a reason. And as I learned, that isn't always true either. There's a lot of really unnecessary things that happen in the emergency room as far as what they call medicine. Um, so I slowly started removing myself from that environment and just like baby stepping away. And I got started getting really curious and educating myself more on different herbal remedies, alternative healthcare, um, I got really curious with psychedelics and cannabis and it's like, I almost put a prayer out in a way I was like, I am curious and I want to see, you know, what I can learn with all this. I want to explore my mind. I want to get real curious with my health. At the time, my health was really bad. I had insulin insufficiency. I had high blood pressure. I had subclinical hypothyroidism. Um, I was riddled with a bunch of different Uh, symptoms that had no answers, right? Like the shoulder, like random joint, shoulder pain, hip pain, um, a rash that would break out on my body. It was just so weird and random. So, you know, things just kind of started shifting. And um, then back in 2020, like really with the cannabis side, 
it's that's when that really started to come into play for me with that side and my dad coming off of opioids. Uh, my dad has a history of opioid abuse disorder. Um, and he was, he also has a history of chronic pain. He's been involved in a couple of car wrecks and has essentially been broken and put back together. So helping him um, come off of opioids because he was just like, I'm, I don't want to do this anymore. I'm tired of taking these medicines. I'm tired of going to these doctor's appointments where I have to clean out my system repeatedly because DEA regulations um, state that you're not technically supposed to prescribe narcotics to someone who is positive for a controlled substance. And even though we know that cannabis has medicinal value, it is considered a schedule one drug, right? Which we really could use a shift in that. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I digress. So he wanted to come off, you know, and uh, because cannabis was giving him support. So I got real curious, started diving deep. um, And that's where I found out about the endocannabinoid system. Keeping in mind that I graduated with my LVN in 2007. I got my BS, my ADN in 2010, my BSN in 2016, and I was already a year into a master's program for my family nurse practitioner when I found out about the endocannabinoid system for the first time. Wow, that's a lot of degrees in, and then you just found out about it. Wow. (laughs) Just found out about it. And it's like, okay, so this is interesting. And um, yeah, so that's, you know, I learned about that system. I started learning about ways to help my dad manage his chronic pain Um, and just the multi-purpose tool that cannabis is. It's, I call it the Swiss army knife of like all the plants, Um, which really they are all their own like multi-pack tool tools in a way but this one is just like you can do so much with it it is just it is such a gift uh I helped him come off of that I started learning uh, just a lot more about psychedelics about plants about conscious cannabis use about ways that it can be supportive for people with depression and anxiety with PTSD the way that it can be supportive of people with other things that are going on in their life, whether that be fibromyalgia or migraines or irritable bowel disease, Parkinson's. And uh, it just, it, it goes even further than that, right? I mean, it's my intention of going into nursing 15 years ago was to work with plants and do integrative medicine. And here we are <laughs> coming into this full-fledged evolution of uh and it's like once you you can't look back at this point right like I said at one point I was like oh the ER is where medicine makes sense and then it at at some point it stopped making sense yeah it's just it's such a curious thing and I still there's places for what we know as conventional um medicine today western medicine there's places for it and also there's so many other things that we have at our fingertips that really can support us. It can bring balance. It can nourish this system that we have within our bodies that many of us don't even know about. I mean, to be fair, the endocannabinoid system wasn't even discovered or named until like 1988. 
Um, so it's a fairly like new ish, right? Um, and it's a, a very important system. It is our master regulator of the rest. It is our main communicator amongst all of our other systems. And it's like, holy cow, we've just been ignoring this the whole time. Well, that's, you know, related to, I think, all the other things we choose to, well, I don't know if we choose to ignore them. We just, you know, get distracted. Um, so, okay. Ooh, that's a journey and what a beautiful one. And I just love the full circle of like, this is what I wanted to do, but I didn't really do it because I got distracted and now you're doing the thing you want to do. So <laughs> that's awesome. I love it. So yeah, I love it too. support your clients with on their journeys in relation to this beautiful system that only recently got discovered. <laughs> right. So, um, and the system was discovered, I will say by Dr. Raphael Mishulam. He is like the godfather of cannabis and cannabinoids. And he actually passed away at the age of 92 a couple of weeks ago. Um, so he was in the game for a really long time, um, learning and just giving out some really valuable information. Now, when it comes to people who come to work with me, right, generally, the people that I work with are at the end of their rope, you know, and I I said that to somebody one day, and they're like, that's really sad and depressing. I was like, well, that's the medical system, is a lot of people feel like nobody's listening to them. They've been suffering with the chronic pain or the insomnia, um, the the bowel problems, the migraines, like, you know, you name it, right? They've been suffering with it for so long. I've been told that there's either nothing wrong with them or they get put on this handful of medications that have more side effects than what they really want to deal with. So a lot of the people that come to me are just like, I'm done. Like, I've heard that maybe this could be a possibility. This is something that's an option. Like, what do we do? So Really, it's sitting down with somebody and being like, what is your goals? Because one of the the main ways um, is using cannabis as a medicine is for symptom management while bringing balance to the system. Because there's different um, disorders and diseases that have been classified as endocannabinoid deficiencies where we're not creating our neurotransmitters are out of balance whether that be our happy neurotransmitters or whatever, they're out of balance. The receptors aren't there the way they need to. Things aren't firing and wiring the way they're supposed to. Um, And that's where, you know, um, these different cannabinoids can come into play and be supportive. Um, Some of the things that Dr. Ethan Russo, who is a cannabis researcher and scientist, one of the things that he has come around um, with is the endocannabinoid deficiencies classifying some of them being PTSD, mm-hmm. um, which we know can make a marked change on brain activity. So it's actually altering the way that system is working. Um, migraines and like I said, irritable, irritable bowel disease, rheumatoid arthritis, which a lot of people suffer with. Mm-hmm. Um and Parkinson's, like there's different things that our endocannabinoid system and our natural natural neuro, uh, neurotransmitters that are made within the system, there's an imbalance there. And when we use different cannabinoids, we can help reset that balance or nourish the, the system, create balance within the system, which is then creating the sy- symptom relief, right? So it's not necessarily putting a Band-Aid on things. We're nourishing a system, right? Where pharmaceuticals are doing a lot of Band-Aid work, 
we're helping bring balance back is what I like to think. Cannabis. Cannabis and other supplements, right? Uh So cannabis, like I said, it's a multi-purpose tool. There have been over a hundred cannabinoids that are, have been discovered in the cannabis plant. Um, And when I talk about cannabinoid, that's THC, that's CBD, right? Those are the ones that we know the most about. Um, CBG is another one. THCV is one that's coming on right now that a lot of people are talking about um, because of its ability to lower blood sugar and help curb appetite and help with weight loss. Um, so it's cannabis is such a multi-purpose thing. I'll keep saying that over and over again to remind people it's so much more than THC. Cause generally when I talk to people, they're like, Oh, THC. And I'm like, no, like I have people that we don't even, we don't use THC at all. We're creating, um, balance and nourishing the system with other things. Um, other cannabinoids that are found within the plant. Uh, and also other supplements out there that can nourish and help bring balance to the system. Like you would be shocked what a $20 like supplement of, I'll say what it's called Augmatine, right? And it's less than $20. It's used for, a lot of people use it for like workout and stuff like that. Um, But it's really great for pain. And it's because it directly interacts with our endocannabinoid system, which controls our pain receptors. And that's not something that's really talked about because it's not some big fancy drug that's on the market. Mm -hmm. It's not a pharmaceutical. I mean, it's not an opioid, which is keeping you dope sick. It's something that's actually helping bring relief, lower inflammation levels mm. within the body. And it costs less than $20, which, you, you know, know? trademark that and you can't, you know, market that up. So, so. <laughs> yeah. So when I work with people, um, yes, cannabis is a big tool, um, as well as other ways of supplementing the system itself. Um, which looks like making sure you're eating the right foods, making sure that your movement, you know, those basic foundations and the reminder of getting back to that because nourishing that system is going to also depend on how well your medicine, if you're using cannabis, is going to work for you, Mm. right? If you're like really super and unbalanced, then you may need a whole lot more medicine, but the more balance that we can get your system, the less medicine that you're going to need. The more tools that we can use in our toolbox, the better your medicine is going to work, right? Mm, I love that. Ooh, okay. So we can go in so many directions with that. Um, <laughs> let's talk about um, how, I don't know, there's a typical client you attract, maybe you've seen trends, but... I think some common maybe illnesses you're seeing and that you're seeing some great results with the work that you're doing. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, So a lot of, a lot of the people I work with are women and a lot of them are like suffer from burnout Mm. Um, and (laughs) chronic stress. Right. Um, a lot of them, a lot of the women that I've worked with have some sort of PTSD or CPTSD, right? Um, to some degree, all of us have something, right? 
And yeah, and they're just tired. They're tired of not being listened to. They're tired of being told that everything is okay. You know, they're tired of going to doctors and being ignored. They aren't sleeping. You know, they're not attracted to their husbands. They do not feel present with their children. Um, And they're hating on themselves because they are trying to make sure that they're hitting all of the boxes, all of the check marks, all of the check marks. And yet they can't, they can't do it for themselves. Right. But they're being told that it's normal. It's okay. I hate that word. Can we throw that word out the window? Because first of all, let's just like, just for a moment, let's look at this word. Nobody's freaking normal. Nobody. We're all unique humans. Let's stop at that. And then yes, it's not normal to be tired all the time. It's not normal to be burned out 24 seven. It is not normal. These are not normal things. You should have a good amount of energy to get you through the day. You shouldn't have to have seven cups of coffee. You shouldn't have to hit three o'clock and go, I'm dead. Like guys, not normal. (laughs) Drives me crazy. It's not normal. Yeah. You know, so, and that's, what's really, that's, that's what I see a lot of is just burnt out like women, fibromyalgia, you know, a lot of pain, a lot of not sleeping and a lot of frustrations because of like the lack of intimacy in their home um, and the lack of libido. And is what I was saying, one of the fascinating things is that like on average, I will say that women will go through a system and it takes about 10 years before someone will actually start listening to them and that their complaints are valid. And after being told for years that they're an average of 10 years (laughs) going into the conventional system until you are heard as a woman that your complaint is real. And that, and that's even saying that maybe that may just be like, well, yeah, we believe you that there is something wrong, but we don't know what it is. But at least there's the acknowledgement. It just takes a minute to get there, right? Okay, so we, uh, ugh, gosh, you're crazy. <laughs> uh, so with that, because this is a big problem, right? This is a massive problem in health across the country that women are not being heard. They're not being validated. They're being pushed to the side. How can women solve this? How can they, you know, what are the tools that they have? What are the resources other than you, you know, but what, where can they start um, to just on their own health journey? Cause we all know you really got to invest in yourself and get educated and not all of us have the time to do that. So where, what, what rabbit hole can somebody go down to, to learn a little something? Oh my goodness. Like you said, there, I mean, there's so much, right? I mean, I mean, the place to start is just to, to acknowledge that you're not crazy and that it's not normal to, to feel depleted constantly. Um, that's the first place, like, is to accept that it's okay, that you're not normal. Um, what I find to be really helpful or for a lot of people, finances can be an issue, but we have access to so much information on the internet. Um, and I can appreciate like what's good and what's not get curious with it. I mean, you can look at pros and cons on different things. You can listen to podcasts, joining groups and asking questions within groups. Like you will see as soon as you join a group online that you are not alone. And there are tons of people out there who are willing to share their stories and what has worked for them. 
you know, at least so that you can see what is out there. And so you can make a decision if this is something that you want to explore on your own, or if you want to get someone who can help you guide and take out some of the work along the way, right? I mean, that's the benefit of working with somebody versus not working with somebody. How much time do you want to invest in your own rabbit holes versus going to someone who can cut out the work of the rabbit hole and just like give you the information? Yeah. Because (laughs) it's a lot of rabbit holes out there. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. And that is something that I have come to appreciate is, you know, I'm, I consider myself a pretty smart person. I've got three degrees, but do I want to take the time to go down the rabbit hole? And so, you know, when people are looking at this, I think it's really important to look at somebody who you're going to hire and go, okay, they've, they've been doing this for 15 years. They've, they've done all the things they've done the, the legwork for you. So you don't have to go another 15 years to get to health. Like, so just realize, you know, if you're listening people who do this, they do it because they want to support. And they, the most people that interact with, they truly want to help and the best when they can help. And, and it's beautiful. And so realize, you know, when you're hiring a coach, like there's a reason why they cost money because they've already done the work. They've learned the lessons for you. So you don't have to. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, even aside from that, like the groups, the group that, um, I have with Miranda, with the psychedelic mama, with, uh, self-care, self-love, and psychedelics, I think is the name of that one. And then I have my own group, which is uh, Conscious Cannabis with the Kind Nurse. And there's a lot of just really great information that we share in there and doing free webinars to support people to really meet people where they're at, right? Um, I don't feel like it's fair to put a price on healing. And also, like, there's a lot of resources out there. Um, I When I got into this, it was because I had a desire to support someone who I deeply care for and I love, you know, and I was determined to find a way. So I applied to do free webinars online and free work, whatever workshops and because it was COVID, right? So everything was online, everything. And I just free webinars, free conventions, like listening to doctors, finding like a nurse that I resonated with who was involved in cannabis and like falling down that rabbit hole and finding mentors and stuff like that. Like in doing, that's one way, right? That's one way to do it is, and that's what I did. And then, and then like, once I got my bearings and I was reading all the books, I love the books, you know, I'm reading, I'm doing all these things. And I was like, all right, then I started investing money in different things. And I'm like, now I'm going to get even more curious. And cause I don't want someone surface level. I want to like know the science because I'm a nerd like that. I really wanted to do So how deep do you want to go? <laughs> it's out there. Oh my goodness. Yes. Okay. Whew. Let's talk about, because you just inspired me and we're going to actually call this episode Conscious Cannabis. Um, So thank you for that. Um, So if somebody is dealing with whatever, you know, there's a laundry list of ailments out there and that they, maybe they smoked weed in high school, but they're not really a, you know, a regular user where, and they're not quite ready to maybe hire somebody to support them on their journey. Where can they start? Because I think we have this notion of, oh, I'm going to get so high and I'm just going to lay on the couch. And that's mm-hmm. not what this is about at all. So um, no. how can somebody explore down the cannabis 
journey and use it in a way that is going to support them? Yeah, I love this question. Thank you so much. I am happy to share my insight on this and where to get started. Um, You know, your intention behind why you're using is the most important thing. Um, Aside from your previous history of what you did when you were in high school or whatever, um, what, what do you, what are you trying to gain? What is your goal? Because this is a medicine and whether that is because you want to have this replace your glass of wine in the afternoon or replace your beer at like your hangout on the weekend, or it's for your pain, or if it's for your anxiety or for your sleep, like what is your intention behind it? It makes a difference. Um, You need to know where you're starting at and what you're trying to achieve. Mm. Because dose is everything. We have all these people. um, You look on the market and it's high dose edibles. It's 100 milligrams. It's a 500 milligram bar. um, Delta 8, Delta 9. And then you're looking. It's dose is everything. What is your intention? What are you trying to get relief from? And your dose. Small doses are important. This is such a great conversation because microdosing cannabis is something that has come up and been chatted about. And it's something that we talk about as like as a cannabis nurse and in my in my world of cannabis nursing, that this is basic guidance. You start low and you go slow. Mm -hmm. That might look like one or two milligrams. And that is such a shocker to people whenever we're looking at a culture that has created these incredibly high doses, but that's not necessary. For some, one to two milligrams is all they need. For some, taking two and a half milligrams three times a day and microdosing it throughout their day is really what gives them that lift and that that ability to walk in the world a little bit differently with a little bit more calmness, right? Instead of this like mindset of I'm going to take this 20 milligram edible or I'm going to smoke like this whole joint, you know, I mean, it, it really is this perspective change and we're to use it in a more intentional, more conscious way. Yes. I have people that are really concerned about developing patterns of habitual use and um, having addiction issues and stuff like that. And what I say to that is the same thing. What is your intention of use? Start low, go slow. Um, There's some research that shows that if you are consuming less than 10 milligrams a day, I think is what it is, um, you're not really going to build up a tolerance. Um, But knowing why you're using... And starting with the lowest effective dosing is so beneficial. I've had so many people who have come to me after the fact of going to the CBD shop or the dispensary and they've had the butt tenders say, oh, this works for me. It's fine. No big deal. They go home and they eat a 20 milligram edible and then they're like questioning whether they need to go to the hospital or not oh my gosh I've seen that working in the ER as well I'm like oh you had too much you had too much 
and even myself when right? I was younger, you just don't know either. And I think that's the part. It's like, we watch these movies where it's like, oh, it's so cool. I'm just going to like, get so hot. It's like, okay, do you want to function or do you just want to be a bum on the couch? And, you know, I like your motto, take or start low and go slow. It's like so good. I mean, it's, it's, it's the way it's the way to go, you know, and also understanding that like CBD has a world of benefits in its own. If someone has anxiety, there is research around anxiety, ADHD, and OCD and using CBD with just a little bit of THC in it to help manage those symptoms. Oh, and I with the that. viewpoint, right? With the viewpoint of maybe microdosing it throughout the day, you know, um, in a very stressful work environment because I was like, I can't, I cannot. And I got out of the environment for other reasons, but yeah, I was like, okay, I'm going to take my little 10 milligram gummy and I'm going to chop it into like eight pieces because I don't need all that at work. And yeah, that's how I got through a year of like a toxic workplace. <laughs> I, got, I got to the point where it's like, I'm going to snap on somebody and I, I, I don't need to get fired because I can't. So yes, like just all you need is just, right. down, just a level or two. Just a little, you know, and a lot of people don't realize that like there is benefit from using such a small dose or that it's possible to use such a small dose and not feel high. Like I can appreciate that there, that is not a feeling that everybody wants to experience. Like I said, there are people that I work with that I've formulated for um, like custom tinctures and we don't have any THC in it uh, because that's not what they want. We're using other things that are creating the entourage effect uh, of the whole plant um, and they get great results <laughs> and they don't ever feel high. Right. And they can still function and do things. And uh, it's, there's just this huge misconception. Like I said, when I, when I say cannabis, like, or marijuana, you know, it's just this, like, you're sitting down, you're smoking a joint, you're blitzed out of your mind, you're sitting, you've got a bag of Cheetos, and you're just eating, drilling on yourself, like, couch locked, whatever, you know, and that's so not even the case, like, I am dying right now because that is literally what I used to do when I was in high school. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, that's what, you know, so many, like, that's the thing, right? And that's not the whole embodiment, but that is an absolute um, avatar, right, if you will, or character in the world of cannabis characters. <laughs> um, but you don't and, have to, you know, you can still have a normal day and a normal life. <laughs> oh, it's great. If you just microdose it, if you're just, if you're just a little bit, I was reading an article the other day about people on Wall Street. I mean, yeah, on Wall Street that are like microdosing cannabis. So it's like, oh, here we go. Like <laughs> we're making <laughs> it cool. Be... We're making it cool. Yeah. We're making it cool, right? Um, it's a thing. And it's really interesting. My dad, he because my dad consumes cannabis, like I said earlier, helps with his pain, but I'll give him a hard time and stuff like that. And I'm like, you know, dad, you don't have to smoke the whole joint. And he's like, come on. <laughs> <laughs> 
and it just cracks me up. So like when I'm talking about tolerance breaks, which is really important, and I'll talk about that as well. Um, he's like, you know, you make me think, you know, I don't, I could just smoke half of it. <laughs> like, whatever, dad, like, I don't create problems for people. I will never tell someone that the way they use is not right, or it is wrong. Um, one of the things that cannabis, like working with it, one of the things I feel like it asks from anybody that it works with is to understand how to work with it and how to listen to yourself. Because it is such a safe medicine. It asks for you to have some autonomy over the way that you're interacting with it. This isn't a pharmaceutical. It's not, I'm not going to tell you to take it three times a day on the dot every day because that's the only way it's effective, right? Or because if you take it any other way, it's dangerous and you could die, right? This is a very friendly, it's a safer medicine. And um, it really asks for you to tune in with yourself. To how, how can it support you? Because it wants to, mm-hmm. right? I love um, it because then- when I, so I've been playing with my usage for a long time because I don't need to get crazy high anymore. I don't need to eat a bag of Cheetos and sit on my couch. <laughs> Not fun for me. Um, I want to function. I just want to be chill. I just want to be in like a chill little cloud for a minute. Um, and it's interesting that you say that because when I, when I listen and I'm not being pressured by peers, I'm like, oh, you want another hit? You want to hit? I want to know. I'm like, when I just like am slow, take a breath, usually I'm one hit. I'm good. Like that is all I need. Cause I don't get, I just want to relax. I don't need to get crazy, but it's also right. when I haven't listened, when I've been like, oh, let me just have another hit and another hit or whatever. Then I'm like, oh, great. Okay. I should have not like rushed or you know gone in with the flow with others and I think that's a reminder too is you can have friends that you engage with but you don't need to do what they're doing either (laughs) you do what feels good to you and what as you said what 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 is your body telling you or what is the medicine telling you and it, it if you just pause you will get the message that you need to hear and you'll feel good doing it too yeah. Yeah. I love that you, you shared that. And one of the things you bring up is like using this medicine around other people, you know, and um, the amount that you're consuming and stuff like that. Talking about conscious cannabis, a lot of things that people don't take into consideration is set and setting mm. your mindset and where you're consuming at makes a huge difference. Cannabis can act as a mirror if you have any previous belief, um, if you have a belief that you should not be smoking or consuming, you're probably going to have some anxiety come up. If you have a history of a challenging experience, you're probably going to have some anxiety come up. Um, especially if you are in the presence of other people or you are not at home. Mm. Cannabis is a medicine that needs to be treated with reverence and you, you need to feel safe. Your nervous system needs to feel safe when you're consuming it. Um, because of the way that it interacts, it is a psychedelic. It can have some pretty profound effects. You know, these people, it, I hear a lot about like, oh, well, I can't use cannabis um, because it causes me anxiety. Or if I had a dollar for every time someone told me that they had a complicated relationship, I see you in that a hundred percent. And also like the invitation is to get curious around the anxiety that you're experiencing 
and what could possibly be there lying underneath mm-hmm. because it can bring things up. And if you allow yourself to feel safe when you're consuming it and to ground yourself and breathe through it, you would be surprised what actually is on the other side. And usually there's some sort of somatic release that's going to come that you're going to have too. Right. And um, this is from like speaking on my own personal experience and clients that I've worked with who have told me, you know, I, I would really like to use this plan again for X, Y, and Z intention. And I have had a cha- challenging experience in the morning and I'll facilitate them and like inter- reintroduce them to the plant in a way uh, that's supportive, you know, taking in mind the different things and all the different varieties and stuff like that. But still like cannabis, it can bring things up. You know, and if you take more in than what you wanted to, then you're probably going to have some rapid heartbeat that comes up too. If you're not someone who uses regularly, like cannabis will spike your heart rate because it does a temporary cortisol spike when you smoke it. If you're not someone who routinely uses it. So what you're experiencing (laughs) is normal. (laughs) That's what they Not normal. <laughs> Let me remove that word. Not, what you're experiencing is not normal. What you're experiencing is expected because it is a physiological response to the cortisol in your body. And that's all part of the journey. There's also, I think, a lesson too with usage and learning what's enough for you and what's too much. And and you know, it's unfortunate to learn it and go, "Ooh, that was not pleasant." But also know, you know, you're not going to OD on it either. It's okay to have those experiences and play with it a little bit to figure out what's your unique recipe for your body. Yeah, yeah. And it is. It's like more than like most of the people I work with, like, I'm not going to say most people, all the people I work with have like really solid regimens that, you know, we have been able to create over time to where they know like when they need a little bit more or when they don't need it, or um, if they're using a specific kind of flower, which one they really like, they're able to really time out their tolerance breaks. Again, that's a part of conscious use as well. Um, And I think that that's a part of really something that needs to be implemented into everybody's use. If you're going to consume just because it cannabis directly interacts with our neurotransmitters which also interacts with our hormones, which is how our body is processing and regulating, right? So having these breaks so that our bodies can have a chance to make our natural happy hormones, because cannabis THC looks a lot like one of our endogenous cannabinoids known as anandamide, which is our bliss hormone. It's one of our happy hormones. And whenever you're repeatedly using THC over and over and over again, your body will stop making the natural one as much and your receptors will stop being as abundant as they would normally have been, right? So this is where you're finding the balance. That's You can push past finding that sweet spot. But whenever we take a break and we give ourselves even 48 hours to reset, 
um, you won't need as much. You won't use as much. You're going to save some money because you're not using as much. But it also gives an opportunity to really change your relationship and make and see if you're like slipped into a habitual pattern or if it's supportive for what you still want to be using it for. Right. Um, I've had so many people who are like, I think I think I need to take a tolerance break. And my I was like, why? And um, most of the time, it's a lot of shame. Oh, I use too much. Um, or this, that, and the other. And it's like, okay, I'm not going to tell you that you use too much. You're how you feel and your outside is going to tell you if you're using too much, Mm -hmm. if you're spending more money than you can afford. If your body feels bad now, you know, if you were once getting relief, if you were once feeling really motivated and now you're feeling really down and you're feeling really sad, um, because again, you can push yourself past that sweet spot and overuse of THC can cause worsening depression. You need to like, it's important stay in that sweet spot, know where you're at. Don't push your limits. If you do push your limits, acknowledge it, pull back, take that break. Okay, what would you, you recommend how long people, if they want to take a tolerance break, what is the recommended time frame for that? Uh, 48 hours really is all you need. It doesn't have to be anything longer. Um, I know people who take weekly tolerance breaks. I know people who take monthly tolerance breaks, seasonally tolerance breaks. Um, I know people who have been smoking for 30 years and are like, what's a tolerance break? Um, You know, so (laughs) I always say that you cannot take too many. Um, You really can't take too many. But really just what what feels good for you? Um, Is it time? You know, is there things that are showing you and it's it's back to that, like cannabis being a mirror thing. And this is from personal experience, but I'm like, man, like I notice I'm getting into a habitual pattern. I am not using in ways that are supportive of me. Um, And I I really want to like cut back or I want to, I want to take a break. And then I don't stick to that. And then all of a sudden I'm getting anxious when I smoke and I haven't had that problem. Time to take a break. And it's like, oh. <laughs> like, that's right. You said you weren't supposed to be doing this and now you're doing it. That's why you feel anxious. <laughs> that's funny. I've had the same thing where I will use it to just de-stress and ease into a beautiful slumber and I like to have breaks too. That same thing happened. I was like, okay, I'm going to stop. But you know, sometimes you get into, the, like you said, that habit of like, you know, it's just a behavior. It's the, it's your body going, okay, we're doing the same thing, right? We're going to do the same thing. And then you do the same thing and you're like, mm, not the same thing though. <laughs> and so it's not the same thing. It's not the same thing. You know? So again, like just going back to like one of the things cannabis asks you is understand how to work with it and under like, listen to your body, you know, understand where that goes, you know, and be, don't have, and if we could, I'm not going to say don't, but like, if we could allow ourselves to let go of the shame around the use, Mm. you know, because there's still very much so is the stigma around it. Like I, I totally, like I described, you know, that's what most people think. Um, I would like to think that I'm a successful stoner. <laughs> I told my dad, I was like, I am a professional pothead. How does that feel? <laughs> and he's like, I could not be more proud of you, you know? And <laughs> I'm, 
teaching people how to use consciously and how to bring balance to their system with this plant that historically has made people feel shameful or had created these belief system that they couldn't do anything because they were stoners or, you know, the people who have literally lost their lives because of this plant and because of the viewpoint and what prohibition has created. Mm -hmm. It's just like, we really can change things and a lot of lives can be saved in big ways, you know, not, not only medically, but when we're talking about social justice, like there's a big shift that can occur when we start having open conversations about how this plan can support us and how we can work with it. Mm, I love that. Oh, all right. Professional pothead. <laughs> leading, leading the troops. So if somebody is listening, they go, oh my gosh, this sounds great. Where do I get started? How can folks connect with you? What services are you offering? I know you're in the middle of this microdosing mastermind. How frequently is that running? Yeah, um, thanks for asking. Um, I have a website people can go and check out. I don't have all my packages on there, um, but you can schedule a free consultation with me with that. Um, I support people, like I said, with fibromyalgia or migraines, um, people who have insomnia, women who just feel burnt out and are looking for ways to lessen their anxiety. You know, cannabis can be a really beautiful tool in the bedroom (laughs) when you know how to use it and you have the right stuff to work with. Um, So that, and I also help people using more consciously, like people who might not necessarily have a quote unquote, like medical condition and, Again, like I've been asked, like, well, do you just support medical or do you support adult use? And I'm like, well, I support adult use because we all have endocannabinoid systems. And I I feel like that's the safer option for people out there compared to what we have. So if that's something that people are just wanting to create healthier relationships with because they are using it for whatever, if that's their beer or their wine every day, you know, I help people understand how to create that ceremony or that ritual um, and how to avoid the habitual use that can happen. Mm. And also supporting with tolerance breaks. Um, I'm actually doing a webinar next week with another nurse and a pharmacist, and I'm sure we'll be doing on pretty again throughout the year um but it's specifically around tolerance breaks why they're important ways that you can support yourself through it because i know that some people they're they're just like dreadful um for me personally i don't usually have many symptoms on tolerance breaks but other people are really they suffer really bad and there's a lot of things that we can do to support ourselves during that time um to make it where it's not so crappy Uh, and then in the psychedelic space, you know, doing the microdosing mastermind, that's a 12 week program, um, that is ever evolving. It is, um, it's an evergreen program. So people can join when they feel called to join. Um, and we lead them through a 12 week process of understanding the condor approach, which is a journaling system that really brings in some, some huge body awareness and also just awareness around life 
Um, it's a beautiful integration tool. But we do that. And then there's two separate weeks of microdosing protocols for people to kind of see what works for them. And it's really interesting in this space because we support in it, we support around multiple substances and cannabis is one of them. Like there's someone in there who's microdosing cannabis. Um, and like people are, it's a thing, right? Um, and it's really beautiful. And then there's people who are microdosing psilocybin and some other things as well. And it's just, it's really amazing the transformations that people have um, when they feel supported and they feel seen because a lot of people, when they're exploring plant medicine, um, even cannabis, like because of the social stigma, it can be really isolating when you're kind of wanting to figure things out or you're wanting to use in a more intentional way. <laughs> Your friends are like, that's dumb. Like, we're just going to get high all the time, which there's nothing wrong with that at all. Like I like purely it's if that's what you want to do, what you want to do. But if you want to do something different and you're looking for someone who is interested, like who can support you in more conscious use and stuff like that, like even within the group container, like we can do that there. Um, ceremonial and uh, conscious cannabis, I think is something that's going to be talked about a lot more in the coming years and stuff like that as people start realizing how we can use this tool as a therapeutic tool, um, Dr. Yui Belshing, Belshing, um, or he has PhD and he does a lot of cannabis research and he said something about how cannabis is like having a therapist in your pocket. And when people start realizing how to utilize it as that tool <laughs> and that, that looks like conscious and more ritualistic um, practices, then I think that we'll start seeing some different things happening with it. But yeah, that's how, that's how uh, you can get a hold of me is through my website primarily. Um, but, and those are the things that we have, I have offering right now is one-on-one -on -one support as well as group. Um, but either, either, or I'm happy to help people wherever they feel like they could use support. Love that. I will have those links in the show notes so you can find ways to connect with Ariane very easily. And thank you so much. We've been planning this podcast for a while now. So I'm so happy we had this conversation. And, you know, I think you, I'll probably bring you on again, because I just think it's important. There are such great tools out there. And this is one of them. It doesn't involve a pharmaceutical company. So just no. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Oh, it doesn't. <laughs> Well, thank you again. And um, I will post the microdosing mastermind link too. I know you said that um, you guys have already started, but if somebody's like, oh my gosh, that sounds perfect. I want to sign up. You can find that information in the show notes and oh, thank you so much again. I really appreciate your time and just, I mean, I learned something today, which I always do with my guests. So thank you. And if you're listening you got something from this episode, please share it, tag us. The more knowledge, the power. And if you uh, learned a ton, send this to somebody who might need it because there's no need to quote unquote be in this 
what doctors have deemed normal state of health that is not normal at all. So thank you as always, everybody, and have a beautiful day.